From Entrepreneur Media, this is Problem Solvers, a show in which entrepreneurs do what entrepreneurs do best, solve unexpected problems in their business. We were completely wrong. And I'm just like, it's not selling. It was like, we have to start from scratch. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. I was flipping around on TikTok recently, and I came to this video that had been watched 15 million times. And it's a video of a guy doing a sampling table at a supermarket, you know, like you got a product and you're trying to hand out samples to people. And in this case, he's wearing this this kind of space-like sparkling jumpsuit thing. And he says, want to try some sake soda? And okay, the guy who is saying that, his name is Mike, I will later come to find. And you're going to learn more about Mike in just a moment. But let's just call him Mike right now for clarity, because what comes next is crazy. So Mike is manning this table. He is trying to get people to taste sake soda, which is an alcoholic beverage that he and his company make. And along comes this guy, this customer, carrying a dog. And well, let me just play for you what happens. What's up? Want to try some sake soda? Ah, dude, get lost. All right. So I know you can't see that. So let me just take it step by step. So you got Mike who says, you want to try some sake soda. You've got the customer carrying a dog who says, nah, dude, get lost. Then literally comes right up to Mike, lifts his dog's tail. The customer is holding a dog, lifts the dog's tail, makes a farting sound out of the dog's butt, aimed at Mike, and then walks away. And then Mike laughs in disbelief. And I watched this and I thought, well, first of all, what a crazy thing. Like, what a weird thing for a customer to do. Like, uh, are you that offended that you were asked to try something at a supermarket? But that aside, what I really loved was the idea of how different this experience must have been for Mike because he had a camera rolling. Because if he didn't have a camera rolling, this was just an incredibly rude thing that happened to him. And, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're going out and trying to get people to try your thing, like it's a very vulnerable experience. And you probably run up against all sorts of rudeness. Just people who do like, just don't even begin to appreciate the challenge of what you're doing. And yet, because a camera was rolling, Mike had this artifact, this weird moment that he could share online. And then the context changes totally because now everyone watches this and the whole world is like, what a weird jerk the dog guy is. And also how awesome for Mike that he handled it so well. And it's just, it's like the power of being able to share bad moments online allows you to claim those moments for yourself. And so I I wanted to know more. I wanted to know about Mike. I wanted to know what his strategy is because I then went on to the rest of Soso Sake's TikTok and it's just full of this stuff. It's full of videos from sample tables, sampling tables. And Mike is, sometimes people are being nice and really into it, but a lot of times they're being very mean. And I wondered where this came from. So, you know, called him up. So my name is Mike Brown. I am the co-founder and CMO of Soso Sake. And Soso Sake is a lower alcohol by volume sake. It is 5.8%. It's carbonated, it's canned, it has different flavors. And why is it called So-So? You might think that this is a brand that is just built to make fun of itself because it's calling itself So-So and it's posting all these videos of people insulting the brand on TikTok. But no, actually. Uh, First of all, the name So-So. So-So is a positive affirmation in Japanese. 
I'm very big into naming. I think that short, easy to spell, easy to remember names are the way to go. And it just, it's an alliteration. It rolls off the tongue. It's fun, snappy. And this idea that Soso Sake would start marketing itself <laughs> through broadcasting the insults of its non-customers, this was not originally part of the plan at all. This was a solution to a problem, to a problem, to a problem. This was something that Mike got into very reluctantly. I mean, originally, Mike didn't even want to put himself on camera at all in any capacity, let alone be the guy who is the brunt of the joke. Not, you know, whatever. He's certainly not having a good time when people are insulting him. And yet, this has become an incredibly good sales driver for Soso Sake. It has allowed this brand to gain the kind of awareness on social media that most brands its size only dream of. And we're going to talk today about how they got there, how Mike went from being the guy who didn't even want to be on camera to being the guy being insulted by, among other things, people lifting their dog's tails and making farting noises at him. How did that happen? And how does that drive business? That is the problem being solved today on Problem Solvers, coming up after the break. I just moved out of an apartment and into a house for the first time, and I have been waiting for spring so I can finally enjoy my outdoor space. And you know what can make that even better? Sunday lawn care. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of. This spring, just go to GetSunday.com slash ProblemSolvers20 to enter your address and get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show, and they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals. Like I said, Sunday is offering listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $109, and you can get 20% off when you visit getsunday.com slash problem solvers at checkout. That's 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash problem solvers. All right, we're back. I'm talking with Mike Brown. He is the co-founder and CMO of Soso Sake, which has a just fantastic TikTok page. You have to go look at it. So fun. So let's get into where this strategy came from of posting insults that turn into sales. It starts at the very beginning. So as we were launching, we put this together during the pandemic. And that's when TikTok really started blowing up and a lot of brands started going on to TikTok. And I was looking at different marketing angles. And I was kind of convinced by my friend JT that, that we should really focus on TikTok and that I should be in the videos and it should be founder focused and authentic and transparent, all this stuff. And I was against it at first. I didn't want to be in the videos. I was like, the brand doesn't need me. I don't want to be the face of the brand. I just kind of want to be in the background and do my thing. But our first video we posted, which was probably the middle of 2021, end of 2021, was like the inception story of Soso. And that got 300,000 views off the bat. So I was like, wow, this is pretty powerful, actually. Maybe I should reconsider being in some of these videos. Kept testing the waters, kept testing the waters. And for the next, I would say, seven months, a lot of it was just me storytelling. So taking clips of us in the facility or in a store and just voicing over and explaining, this is how we got into this store, or this is how we almost lost XYZ amount of money because our pallets tipped over. And just telling stories. And a lot of brands were doing that. I think it got tired at some point. 
and we started seeing less traction with those types of videos. And, you know, this, I was at, I'm, I still do edit and film and do all of our content creation. So I'm very in the weeds on it and I'm constantly trying new things and testing small things here and there. And I was laying in bed one day and I was like very frustrated. What could I do next that would get people's attention? And I was scrolling through all the thousands of videos in my camera, camera roll. And I came across one that was accidentally filmed. It was myself and my two business partners in a small store doing a tasting before we were in any grocery stores or anything. And I had set up my iPhone on like a barrel across from us just to get some like B-roll footage of us standing in a store next to the cooler. And a guy happened to walk past in that moment. And I said, "Want looks like you could use some sake soda or want to try our sake soda. And he was like, oh, is, is that alcohol? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, I, I can't right now. Sorry, nothing crazy at all. So let me try to post this, threw some captions on it, posted it. I think it got 100,000 views, which was way more than where those storytelling videos ended up going to. They went back down to the thousands of views from 100,000. I was like, well, this might, this, I might be onto something here. Then went through my camera roll more, more, more. Was there any other just videos of us, raw footage of us talking to people in a store, whether we're pitching someone in a store or someone stopping us in a parking lot and what are those suits and just telling them about it started posting those and those started getting traction. I was like, wow, this is something. Let me let me go to a tasting now, bring a microphone, get a tripod and make this a legitimate thing. Before you do that, let me just understand. Mm. At that point, like you're always wearing a kind of crazy, it's like a spacesuit or something yeah. when you're at these tastings. Yeah. Did that already exist? Like, ha- Had you come up with a tasting persona or what were you going out and doing at that time? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So The holographic suits, our packaging is all holographic. And before we even launched, I ran the idea by one of my business partners, almost as a joke saying that we should get holographic outfits made. And it wasn't this, and this was not for TikTok at that point. This was for events and for pitching investors, mainly for pitching investors. I was like, I want to walk in to or be, obviously things weren't really in person, but hoping that we could go pitch investors in person and walk in wearing these holographic jumpsuits with our holographic packaging and just make a noise and just stick in their mind. So that was the original idea behind them. And then when we made the first video that went 300,000 views, we were wearing them in the production facility and people were commenting on them. And then I decided this is going to be our marketing thing where I'm wearing this everywhere I go that ha- where it's public with the business. So it all kind of t- it was all just different events that led into the sake soda guy persona to answer your question. So was so it just happened to be wearing it. it. There was no plan of building this character or having these tasting videos be a thing at all. Started to catch on, and then once I brought the camera, the microphone, and got these videos, they really started to take off. Hundreds of thousands of views again. Was really excited. Other brands saw it. They started doing it. I saw another brand a couple weeks after I did post. And I think it like 7 million views on a video. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. A little bit flustered because I didn't get a video that got 7 million views. Not yeah. that it's a zero sum game or anything. It's just healthy competition. So I was like, what, what can I do to stand out? Because everyone is posting the same type of reaction where someone comes, they don't know what it is and they like it. So, oh, I so found that, a- just, just to be clear, that's what you were posting at that point. It was mm-hmm. positive or at least not negative mm-hmm. reactions where people yep. were. Okay. 100%. So it's just, you're out there tasting. And just before, and before you keep going, just so I know your experience, when you were doing these tastings, what, what usually happens? As you, clearly, you get a lot of people who just walk by you and don't do anything. You get some people who try it, you know, stop tasting. But, but were you getting people who are being mean? Uh, like, was that, was that a thing that was happening at the time? 
Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I think that people are just mean in public in general. But the thing <laughs> is, our tastings are insanely successful. So we sell out of pretty much every tasting we do. And we sell a lot of it. Like we sell, stores have told us they've never seen people sell more than we do during a tasting. But people don't really care about that on TikTok. Like if no one wants to hear you toot your own horn. So I decided, all right, let me show the real side of tastings where, yeah, you may sell out, but there's going to be a ton of people that tell you no or that try and don't like it. And other brands aren't showing that. So I strung together clips, like four clips in a row of me just getting absolutely denied. Looks like you could use some sake soda. Nope. Looks like you could use some sake soda. No, thank you. And that video started getting millions of views. And what really triggered what, what created the sake soda guy was organic. Someone made a stitch video and it was this younger guy and he stitched saying, has anybody else seen this sake soda guy? His pitch is horrible. Boom, light bulb went off. I'm the sake soda guy. Changed our name from sake soda to sake soda guy on TikTok. Changed our profile picture from our logo to a picture of me with my business partner in our holographic suits started interacting with people in the comments of Sake Soda Guy and just really leaned into the negative comments and the bad reactions and the rejections. And it was scary. It really was scary at first because I was thinking, is this going to implode our brand? Yeah, we're starting to get views, but I was taking some heat from people and they were commenting on other brands posts. Sake Soda Guy, take tips. Sake Soda Guy is the worst <laughs> salesman I've ever seen. And I, I was like in my head a little bit, like hearing that doesn't feel good, especially on like such a public forum. But I stuck with it because for as much negative stuff there was, there was a million times more positive. And we, our account was growing like crazy. And you may have a few comments. It probably does taste horrible. You're horrible. Everyone else, where can I find this? Come to my state. I would love it. This actually sounds amazing. So let, let's just break a few things down here because it's very interesting. So number one is it was interesting that you worried about that perception there were two things that changed. Number one was that you were leaning into people's negative reactions, which does give the perception, not that it's bad, but but at least that those tastings don't go very well. Like I, you know, I am, I'm delighted to hear for you, but I'm actually surprised that your tastings are so successful because after watching TikTok, my thinking is, oh, this is, I, I, what I always think is, oh, well, this is, you know, they're, tr they have something that's different from the usual marketplace They're you know, I don't know where they are, but like that guy with the dog fart was in Ohio, you said. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how many people in Ohio are drinking sake. They may not know what this is to begin with. You look crazy in this suit. And so these are, I just figured you're leaning into that you are very different in the market and that you're going to be a niche product and, and you're just embracing that. And these things are probably nuts, but to learn that in reality, the tastings are actually wildly successful is, is very interesting, but also shows you the gap between the perception that's being built through the, through TikTok and, and reality. So, so just talk to me a little bit more about maybe how you tested that or how you felt confident that even though it was going to send this somewhat different message that it ultimately mm -hmm. drove more value than cost. Mm -hmm. Yep. So my, my thoughts on it were, Every, every brand that's doing tastings, you're going to have people like we're not, I'm posting a lot of negative reactions, but realistically, there's not that many. I'm just taking the one or two that yeah. are funny from the experience, which everyone that does tastings and you'll see people comment, oh, I did tastings at Costco. This happens daily. So it's not like we even have an outsized amount of them. So that's why I was just confident because I knew the product is good and people do like it. So that's what gave me the reassurance. I think if if it actually was going bad, I wouldn't post the negative mm. because I would actually be insecure about it. And then, and there definitely are people that 
a few people that I'll see. This has to taste bad. Every video is bad. But I do actually post a lot of positive videos too. Yeah, the the negative ones do. tend to go more viral, but I will show, there's a lot of videos that have gone viral of people loving it. And mm. at the end of the day, it's more about the character. I think people are interested in people. And to go, you're not going to go viral just on a product unless you have some crazy like robotic product that no one's ever seen. But it's a drink at the end of the day. People are only so interested in the drink. So I think leaning into just the the human side of it and showing like the people interaction and the character of the sake soda guy more than the actual drink itself is what's building the following. And at this stage, just that brand awareness of the sake soda guy, and eventually it will trickle down to the product and it already has. that. And that addresses what was going to be my second question, but let me just state it to you anyway, which was the change in presentation from brand to character. The, you know, the downside of that, I suppose, is that people now know Sake Soda Guy more than they might know Soso Sake. So what were the conversations that you had internally or, or maybe just with yourself yeah. before you, you made this decision to, to change from brand focus to character focus? Here's the thing. On TikTok, we really are character focused. On Instagram, a little less. We treat Instagram a bit differently. And we still have a whole side of our brand that is very focused on like anime, cosplay, and gaming. That mm-hmm. is a big piece of our brand. But the Sake Soda Guy page is really just character focused. But this is my thought, right? I could post videos of just our drink product and get a thousand views. But people know exactly what it is. It's it's so so sake soda. Or I could post a video of some woman telling me my drink tastes horrible and throwing her cup on the ground or someone's dog farting on me and get 15 million views. And you would think that a massive percentage of those people are clicking on our link tree. Like we had, I think almost half a million people hit our website this year. We had 300 million views across Instagram and TikTok. So to me, those numbers, people are going to understand what the drink is. If you take a percentage of those people and we're seeing pull through in stores and we're seeing sales explode. So it, in my mind, it's I would take that over a thousand views of just a picture of our can. Yeah. All right. I'll love it. So mm-hmm. all right. So now let, let's keep going here. So you, where I interrupted you in the narrative is that you have mm-hmm. this revelation. You start to show up to tastings a little more prepared with a microphone and a and a tripod, uh, and you start to roll camera. How did you? How did you figure out? Or how did you think through the strategy here of how many negative things to post, what to post? Can you use the video of these? Do you blur people's faces? I I can't remember Mm -hmm. if you do. But how how did you just start to think through what you were going to do with all this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just trial and error, just testing, just throwing things at the wall and and seeing what stuck. I wish I had a better... um, A master plan. ...answer there. Yeah, a lot of it is just going on a whim and I think that's how TikTok really does work, though. It's just a lot of testing things and just running full speed in the directions of things that work. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I think it was just whatever I was getting a lot of traction with and people liked, I would just post more of and focus more on. And and at the end of the day, like what I'm doing when I'm talking to people, that really is me. And I think that is what jives well is, yes, there's the sake soda guy persona, but I'm not thinking that in my head. I'm actually trying to sell product when I'm in the store. I forget the cameras there. And it's really just my authentic interactions with people. But yeah, I did have the thought, all right, there was a point where 
all these negative reactions were going so viral. And I was like, I need to pull back here and get some positive out just so I do need to be conscious of that for sure. And then to answer your question about the permission of posting, if there's something that makes someone look bad or negative, I will blur their face. If nothing bad and it's just a good interaction, even if they don't like it, I will go ahead and post it. We do ask people in store if they're okay with us posting. Sometimes we don't get to and we'll post and we've had one or two people ask us to take the video down, which we're happy hmm. to do. So we're pretty conscious of that. Yeah, that's interesting. I I am not a lawyer, but I think that the standard is expectation of privacy, that if someone has an expectation of privacy, then they can't be filmed. But if they're walking around in a grocery store, then they don't have an expectation of privacy because they're mm-hmm. in public. So I think you can do whatever you want, but it was a, right. it's an interesting question of sort of what do you do? So if somebody says something, can you walk me through that? conversation if somebody says eh, i don't really like this do you are they, do you then say thank you actually i have filmed you and i'm considering putting you on tiktok do you consent to this like what what is that conversation um if, if it's a very funny interaction i'll say hey by the way we're filming like this could get thrown on tiktok and they're usually fine with it it's it's a very just easygoing and a lot of people now some people will see they'll see the camera or because it's not too hidden or they know who we are already Mm. Um, that started to happen. That was pretty crazy too. When we first really started blowing up on TikTok in like August of, of this last year, people would walk in and people would come to see us because I would post for doing a tasting and that still happens. But also what was really powerful was people would walk past, Hey, are you, are you the guy that was on, that I see on <laughs> TikTok or Instagram? And I'm like, yeah. And they always ended up buying always. Oh, they would wow. taste it, always ended up buying. And yeah, it was, it was that, that was, that was always a great feeling. That's really cool. Compare to, for me, the experience of getting negative reactions before you started putting them on TikTok and after for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, cause I imagine, I mean, the first video of yours that I saw was the, was the dog fart one. That's just what happened mm-hmm. to show up in my feed. And then I was curious and I looked at more. And as I was watching this, I was thinking, you know, I bet that this guy, when that happened, the first thing that went through his head was, amazing content, but that if you didn't have the camera behind you, you would have thought, well, that was insulting and awful. So tell me, tell me the experience of, of you facing consumers wrath mm-hmm. now that all, no matter what somebody does, it, it can mm-hmm. be of benefit to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel bad, like deep down, I still mm-hmm. definitely feel bad when there's a negative reaction. I think that's just human nature, but at the same time, it makes me feel a little bit better because I'm thinking also, oh, this will do really well on TikTok. But <laughs> I still want people to like the product and I want people to be nice to me. So yeah. the the other video, the video that actually has gone more viral than the dog part one, it's got 16 million views now. I posted it right after the dog one. The woman was r- pretty mean to me. People think it was fake and it was 100% real. And I felt, I was pretty like defeated after that. I felt really bad after mm. that. But But it's great now knowing that into a positive thing for myself. But yeah, I think, I think no matter what I, um, I still will feel sad. Like the end of the day, I'm there to sell product and I'm there because I want people to like my product. And when they don't, it's always going to hurt a little bit. I've gotten used to it. And yes, I can totally spin it into a great TikTok, which is awesome, but still get a little sad. Yeah. So what's your advice to people who are out there trying to sell to the public and getting rejected sometimes quite harshly? Uh, like, what, what have you learned for yourself, aside from, you know, that you could put it on TikTok, uh, to just help process those moments. Yeah, I think you just need to realize that any product, no matter what it is, 
there's always going to be people that don't like it. Anything on earth, right? Like nothing's perfect. And you have to keep that in mind. And you also just have to make sure you're confident in your product. If you love, if you truly do love your product and you're confident in it, then obviously you need other people to like it or else it's going to go nowhere. So you can't say you can't worry what other people think about it because you do need to. But if the majority of people like it and there's some lashback from other people, you just have to move forward. Like that's expect it's expected when you're starting anything new, there's going to be pushback and there's going to be haters. And you just really have to believe and trust in what you're doing and focus on the good. Just don't even focus on the bad, take constructive criticism. And if you're hearing the same thing over and over and over, maybe there is a problem with that thing and you should think about fixing it. But especially the, the personal attacks, whatever, like that's just people being nasty and negative and just don't even worry about them. Yeah. Mike, finally, you had told me a little bit earlier about the impact that this TikTok shift has had on the business, but can you break that down a little bit more for me? What did you mm -hmm. guys start to see once the TikTok videos really started blowing up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were, our online sales went wild. Um, I'm not going to get into exact numbers on here, but we saw probably a 10 to 20 X of online sales for the months that it was, that things were going, when we do see a viral spike, we had stores, we had stores across the country. We had distributors across the country hitting us up. People around the distributors around the world, reaching out to us, trying to get a hold of our product. And then the stores that we were in were selling out. We visited a few stores and they said one day they just had 10 people show up asking if it was in stock. And then it's also just given us a lot of credibility. So heading into next year, so right now we're in Ralph's Pavilions in Total Wine in California. We're only in stores in California. And sorry, to, to let you know, the Ohio thing, that part of it was fake. That wasn't actually Ohio. That was playing in, there's a big meme online about Ohio. I'm not sure. If oh, I didn't it, know that. But it's like typical. Yeah, if you look, it's like typical person in Ohio. It's just, it's like, you can look it up. It's a whole thing. So when that happened, I was like, oh, it would be funny to play into that Ohio meme that this happened in Ohio because it's just a thing. Well, that's so I got to just say that's funny because when I posted, when I posted that video on my own LinkedIn with that commentary that you mm -hmm. saw, there was somebody in the, there were a couple of people in the comments who said, this has got to be fake, which I, I, mm -hmm. I, I assumed it was not fake, but I also assume that someone is always going to believe the things that they see online are fake. But mm -hmm. somebody said that store isn't in Ohio. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. So, okay. So that, mm -hmm. that explains yeah. that. Yes. That, yeah. So that the Ohio part was fake. That was just playing into like an online meme trend viral thing that I think helped. And uh, so, yeah, we're in Ralph's Total Wine and Pavilions, just in the state of California. We can ship to about 38 states, but we just got deals with three really big chains, two that are national. We won't be going national with them just in California. I'm not going to say the names because we're not on shelves yet and we're still working on finalizations. But I think a lot of that came from because this happened in the past like month. I think a lot of that has stemmed from our online presence. And um, I posted something on my LinkedIn yesterday that if you look at all alcohol brands with that have a canned product, we are now the number sixth most followed brand combined TikTok and Instagram. So that puts us up there with Bud Light, Coors Light, Corona, Guinness. Companies with a lot more money than you. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We spend maybe a couple thousand dollars a month on marketing and that's it. That's amazing. Well, Mike, this is really awesome. I appreciate you walking me through all this and, and congratulations on mm -hmm. the success. Thank you very much. 
That's all for this week, but hey, let's keep the conversation going. I write a newsletter called One Thing Better, where every week I give you one way to improve your work and build a career or company you love. You can subscribe for free at jasonpfeiffer.com slash newsletter, jasonpfeiffer.com slash newsletter. And if you do, you should definitely reply and say hello. I promise I'll get back to you. Problem Solvers is a production of Entrepreneur Media and comes out every Monday morning, so make sure you're subscribed so you do not miss an episode. Thanks to Deepa Shah for production. My name is Jason Pfeiffer. See you next week.